This is episode 47 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week, we talk about Fez and Trials Evolution, and then we play Buy or Sell. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Podcast. I'm Eddie. I'm Jeff. I'm Anthony. And I'm Mitch. And this is episode 47 of the podcast, so we are only three away from the epic drunk cast. Part Although, two. I'm already drunk, so, you know, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Every week is a drunk cast for Jeff. That's what we established last week. It's just another Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we also established that I hate Mitch last week. So That's true. I yes. just need to get out of the way that I apologize to Mitch already for my... My, it was it was one of those like goofy joking, but also like you sound annoyed. <laughs> Serious hardcore trolling, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Well, I, I cut further, out all like the really the hard statement. Yeah, I cut out all like the stuff where Eddie basically sounded like he was really mad at me. That's good. So, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want it to sound like you were like a terrible person or anything because you're not, and I was being kind of a bitch about it. But I came at you pretty hard though. Yeah, but I was being a bitch about it. Heads I can admit up, that. I'm not in a good mood tonight, so anything I say that sounds really awful, just so, ignore so it. So, funny thing, like, I was in a bad mood today at work, just, like, not at all ready to deal with anything, but I, I drank enough beer that I'm in a good mood now, so I think I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> I think that's alcoholism, Joe. That's healthy, yeah, that's- is what it is. <laughs> that's it's, when you know you have a problem. It's good old American you, you healthy... In the house, it's 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 good old American coping is what it is. So this is this is therapy cast now. We're all just gonna lay out, lay down your burdens here for this podcast. This one time at band camp, uh, I know a guy who has erectile dysfunction. He might be named Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> that's if by dysfunction you mean it's always up. Oh, I went there. Uh, that's, I did. that's that sounds like a dysfunction also. I'm pretty sure it would turn blue and fall off. Yeah. It, it honestly is. I like, you know, when I heard that Viagra was invented, I was upset cuz I was like I look forward to being an old man when I can actually be like not have these things and be a normal human being. All right. We're already talking about boners. <laughs> Boner cast I'm just saying, everybody. That kind of dominates my thoughts sometimes. <laughs> This is gold. <laughs> All right, what, what's happening? Um, in terms Therapy of video cast. game news, there's actually not a lot of things to talk about this week. There was the God of War prequel trailer that went up last night, which I'm gonna restrain myself because I could just troll in general. I actually Those haven't things. watched. Like, is there anything interesting about it, or is it just like? No, fan no there's wank. nothing. I don't understand the purpose of a God of War prequel. Yeah, I don't either because. Like I'm a fan of God of War, and I don't understand the purpose of the prequel because I feel like they sort of told his backstory enough in the first game. Yeah, that I played like, a lot of the first game, so yeah, I was like, there. Maybe I it's going to be like the kinder, more sensitive Kratos before he had all the rage. Yeah, I I played through probably about three fourths of the first game before I just decided that it was too annoyingly difficult to keep playing, and I sold it back. I mean. It, I sort of had fun for a decent amount of time, but it wasn't something that I was willing to put up with for long enough to actually keep playing it. And, like, God of War is one of those things. Like, it's just funny that it was, like, there was some hype and stuff around it um, just because it's, like, is that one of those things that really, like, people... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like one of those things that people 
I, get, I love God. I mean, I, I really love the God of War games, and I kept hearing about, oh, there's going to be an announcement, going to be an announcement, and I was just like, just let me know when it's out. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? There's nothing, like, I don't need any pre-release hype or whatever. Like, yeah, it's God of War. It's God of War. I'll get it, or I'll wait till it drops in price a little bit, and then I'll get it. Like, what can you tell me? What I was talking about with Eddie last night, um, this is that cool. what they need to do, yes. instead of this prequel thing, is have do a sequel. And start bringing in other mythologies, like Egyptian mythology and Norse mythology, and have Kratos start killing all the gods. Or if not even, no. or if not even like a, a direct sequel, just shift it, and and it's another God of War series yeah. with a similar, you know, kind of like the way the Final Fantasies do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. with a series similar thing, but it's like him against all the Norse gods or against the, you I know, totally play that. Right. That would be cool. Or you- well, well, yeah, that, like that's the thing. Do like, why some... do you, like why why do we give a shit about Kratos? He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like because he's an iconic character. I mean, why do people I, care about Master who, Chief? You know, I mean, it's the same thing. He's just the iconic well, character. That I, I feel like Kratos, it. like compared to Master Chief, Kratos is actually like actively an asshole about like murdering everyone. So no, I know, but Master Chief has no personality, and people still actually care what he, you know, does. That's like, a, that's I, don't, a, I don't get, like, I don't get either of them. Is what I'm saying. I think Master Chief is sort of like neutral, and Kratos is just like, why does anyone actually like him? Because he's just not even uh, like there's Maybe no redeem redeemable qualities there <laughs> maybe because we're all assholes <laughs> it's true it's true but yeah i mean that's that's the thing i actually really like the idea of i don't know what you would call them but sequels set in the same universe that don't actually involve the same characters because i feel yeah. like the quickest way to exhaust a franchise is to make like seven games about the same damn guy yeah well, it's yeah. what Assassin's Creed does every now and then. You know what I mean? Like, or what they what they what they're going to start doing with three? Yeah. They're just changing the characters, setting in a new time period, and giving you the same gameplay. You know I what like, I mean? Like, I like doing that. what I they mean, can to reinvent it. And I feel like God of War. It would be. I would love to see a new because I can't even. I don't even understand. I'm like, hasn't he killed all these gods already? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just what, don't even. I like Jeff's idea, and I think we could like tweak it a little bit. Is have. It kind of be like you know, like in the new dark, like in the first Dark Siders game, you played like what War? You played as War, and now in the next one, you're gonna play as Death, and it mm. takes place at the same time as the first game takes place. So why not have, a, like a Norse or an Egyptian mythology type thing, and then maybe later on it intersects with Kratos in a in a future game. You know or, what I mean? Or even like, how the the like from what we've seen of Bioshock Infinite so far, it's sort of like oh yeah, exactly. the spiritual sequel where. Right. You, it like Demon ma- Souls and Dark Souls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where it matches up with sort of the, the same kind of ideas behind the game without necessarily having to follow the same canon. Like, yeah. that's the yes. thing. I feel like being a slave to the canon is actually what causes problems for for these franchises. Like, feeling the need to tell this ongoing story. Like, Assassin's Creed, that's actually the biggest problem with Assassin's Creed. I I like the, the, the bulk of the game because you're playing as... Ezio so far or you know but it's the Desmond stuff that's that's going to get worn out really quickly. That's a good point because yeah they're a slave to this story they've set. I've only played yeah. a little bit of Assassin's Creed 1 and and I played all of Assassin's Creed 2 and the Desmond stuff was always the stuff that I was like rushing through like just get me back in the Anonymous please. Like I, I didn't care didn't about it. Two. I played through Two until the last mission. Okay. I didn't play the last mission because oh, okay. of all those little things. But I played everything up till then. So yeah, but that's I was right. That's right. I remember you, you got to the point where you were like annoyed that you had to do missions it, to complete the game. When when it when it Wind Waker do you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I was like I well, we talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> so. so you know what other game does something kind of like that is Prey Two. <laughs> well, we were going to talk about Prey Two in the game. Oh right. 
Yes. Never mind. Well, I'll just I'll just go back to my land of silence. Let's just start over. Oh. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. <laughs> Wait, Anthony doesn't do the intro. Imposter. In terms of uh, other trailers that came out, we're not going to talk about this very long. Uh, the Dishonored trailer came out from Bethesda. I'm going to piggyback off of Mitch's Prey 2 thing because that has to do with Bethesda. See? We're being Yay. fine. Um, you were you were great, Mitch. Um, I helped. See? <laughs> So I can there fix was, your mistakes. <laughs> the Dishonored trailer came out this week, and the reason we're not going to talk about it very long, I'm I'm hoping that um, this video will be up by the time the podcast is out. Um, if not, then you will all have no idea what I'm talking about. We're going to start a new thing called uh, Trailer Trash, where we trash on trailers, and Dishonored is one of the first ones we did. So we actually have a lot of thoughts in that video about the Dishonored trailer, but we wanted to bring it up just so it's like, hey, we actually watch gaming news sites <laughs> we know that this happened this week um i i, I do have to say that the one thing's kind of interesting about it is that i like hearing about these ips that sort of come out of nowhere like i had never heard of dishonored until i saw this trailer yeah like I, that to me is a good sign i i want that to happen more often even if it means the results are questionable like you know I liked the initiative that EA had for like six months where they were like, new IPs, <laughs> and we're going to do Mirror's Edge and Dead Space, and everybody will love it. I thought that was a great idea, even if it didn't necessarily all succeed the way they originally hoped. I'd rather they try and fail than not try at all. You know? Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's kind of exciting to me to like, what would be even cooler is if, if it was like, we had never heard about Dishonored and oh, it's coming out next month. That would yeah. be, that would be amazing. If, if just... more game companies like did an Apple and just, yes. you know, because I mean they kept a lid on Dishonored, yeah, even until now, and it's supposed to come out. Anthony, you said what later this year? Yeah, late said late 2012 is what Wikipedia so, told me. So for a gaming company, that, they have that's, to have been working on it for a couple of years. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty like that's keeping it pretty quiet. So that's kind of impressive. But I mean, yeah, it would be amazing if they were like, yeah, Dishonored coming out in June. <laughs> you the, know? the problem the problem is, and <laughs> I, I forbade this before the cast in a jerky way but now i'm about to bring up game pricing um Surprise. yeah uh <laughs> eddie's talking out of his ass whatever but um <laughs> but it should, I, I feel like game that companies anthony game companies so will be really funny. hesitant to do that kind of thing because they spend so much on marketing because they want people to gear up for the 60 dollar investment and in buying their game later um, now, I guess the counter-argument is that Apple releases these $400 products or $600 products that people run out and buy because they have the brand loyalty or whatever, but it, I feel like a game, that would be a really risky move, quote, you know, scare quotes, because game companies would view that marketing gap, you know what I mean, like that, mm -hmm. that, they're, that they weren't marketing and pushing that, the, hype, the gaming hype machine. Yeah. All year, they'd view that as a weakness. No, I mean that's well, the thing. Well, EA like, did a similar thing with Syndicate last year, didn't they? Announce it in like September or October, and it came out in February. Yeah, that's about the yeah. shortest you'll see. That was pretty short. Uh, I also heard that the sales for that weren't great, so yeah. maybe there's you know there's a, there's definitely precedent for having a long well, I mean, lead time. Gamers have to be convinced. I mean, it's one of the things about like they have to be convinced over a long period of time, which is part of the reason you have these ridiculous news cycles on game sites. Is because gamers and I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that, but part of it, I think, is the cost of games, too. They have to be, like, wooed <laughs> towards a game over time. We need to be courted gently. Yes. Well, I, also, I really think that, like, it's a That would be a good, good Gamer Sushi film skit. 
Right, yeah, what what no were we else. talking about before we got into that? Oh, we were talking <laughs> about um, Dishonor a little bit. What I was going to say is there was actually, I think, a, a Game Informer cover story last July on Dishonored. Really? Well, uh, okay, yeah, so I think that's I, right. I have to admit that I subscribe to Game Informer and never read the issues at all, ever. They just pile oh. up and... Jeff? I don't, I don't really read them either. Yeah, I read them, but... It takes me a little while to get through them, but I, I do have a big stack of them here. Maybe I can even find it. Yeah. I mean, in my defense, I also subscribe to the New Yorker and never read that either. So it's not like I'm like, <laughs> singling. So basically, out you before. just throw money down a well every month. That's yeah, my thing. Much. I, I like it. Yeah. No, it's I, not. You like to save money. I hate money, and I spend it on things. Maybe he that's what you, maybe money. that's why you have to save so much of it. It's because you're throwing so much of it into it. No, he saves money so then he can waste it later. That's his goal. See, I just waste all the money I have up front. Like, I think I have $100 to my name right now. Dang, dude. I remember those yeah. days. Yeah. College. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> so do we want to move on from Dishonored? Cause... I, think, I think we should. Um, okay, well, kind of on the subject of kind of games costing too much or whatever, the games we actually wanted to talk about a lot tonight were lower-cost games. And it's, it's just kind of interesting that um, so far this year, we've already had these great downloadable cheaper titles and if you actually go look at the game rankings page i think half of our games let me look i know I, I think it's safe to three say, of them yeah no downloadable games are knocking it out of the park in 2012 this year like, yeah but by like journey fez is amazing uh eddie you're a big fan of trials um, yeah that's gonna go on the top 10 list as soon as i can figure out how to because nick kind of built this thing out i yeah. want to learn how to format it and then i can i get add this, that I get, zombies I, run is on here i don't yeah. know if you i you know you guys might hate that i put it on there but i think it's a great game what is i'm sorry the Z- zombies run, zombies app, run is the, the app oh no that's yeah oh, i know I'm, I'm the one that told him about it no i think okay. it's fine that's on it that's great yeah. i just didn't hear what he said yeah so anyway, what we were going to talk about tonight is Fez. Also, Nick just got here. Hi, Nick. Hi, everyone. Hi, the triumphant return. Is that, how, this how, is the first time we've all been in a cast for like a month. Really, really months, long time. Don't call it a comeback. Probably two. Yeah. Probably two. Yeah. 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 It's been a while. Five cast, everybody. Five cast. Yeah, this is the the five cast. So we're going to talk about Fez. I think hopefully you guys can get involved. Because only me and Jeff have really played it, <laughs> so um, I will play I'll, the role of Mitch and I will be quiet. No, I keep meaning to play it, but I'm like really balls deep into my Mass Effect replay. <laughs> yeah, I got Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm like hour 18 of possible 60. I got no time for Fez. So, so the cool thing for for me for Fez was that I I kind of went in into it without really knowing much about it. I mean, I feel like I had seen a little bit of promo stuff, but Eddie, had you seen very much about it before you played it? I saw one trailer for it that I posted on Gamer Sushi. I want to say it was like two years ago. Okay. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know what Fez is, it's kind of a... I don't even know what to call it. I don't really want to call it a 2D platformer because that's the whole gimmick. Right. Is that it's, it's a it's a, pla- a side-scroller like platformer. That subverts that, the 2D platformer. Because, yeah, because you can rotate... You can rotate, and actually, um, one of the Paper Mario games did something similar to this, but only one rotation. Super Paper Mario for the three for the Wii. Well, yeah, yes. the, the, the difference yes. with well, so Super Paper Mario, it was either 2D or it was 3D. It, yes. it wasn't that it rotated; it was that you switched between the views. Yeah. So, so the idea with Fez is that you can rotate the view to see all four sides of something, and it's interesting because oh. at, at, at first. The game seems very simplistic, that it's just a platformer, and then it adds rotation. 
But like the more I've played it, the more it turns out that there's a whole lot going on in the game that you don't even expect. Like there are like any so you haven't finished it yet, right? No. I'm I've I think I've only got like ten cubes or something. So I'm really I've probably only like what, a quarter of the way through the game, something like that. Okay. I think so, you need thirty two to beat it is what I heard today. You do. Okay. You do need thirty two. So I'm about a third of the way through it. So I've I, I got to the end game last night. Um and the interesting thing is that like you'll you'll play it and you'll get all the obvious cubes and i took a break because i kind of felt like i was hitting a wall where i was just sort of having to backtrack but the interesting thing is that like once i picked it up again i found just one door that opened up a huge section of like another 20 places to go and that is actually one of the coolest feelings of the game is that You'll be wandering around, you'll be exploring, and you'll suddenly find a door that opens up a whole new, different world with a completely different style that introduces new gameplay elements that that has, like... It's it's really exciting, like, whenever you discover something in Fez that you weren't expecting. And even though I've beaten it and gotten 32 cubes, there is apparently a huge amount of stuff left to do because... Well, there's also a ton of secrets that yeah. the community is working together to try to solve. Like yeah. there, are, there are huge secrets that people don't like. Nobody knows how to get to certain places, and like nobody can figure it out. And they're all working together, mm-hmm. like cooperatively, trying to figure out how the heck do we the, open this the or solve this. Secrets are like cryptography level yeah. stuff. Like you have to decipher symbols and convert them to letters or actions to get the secrets. And there's there's secret shit that like. Yeah, nobody has figured out yet. And it's insane. Like, the, the, the thing that I just found out the other day is that um, once you beat the game and start playing New Game Plus, the gameplay style actually changes and there's a first-person view. You oh, can, really? Yeah, which I was not expecting. Like, that, that to me is kind of exciting. Like, I haven't started the New Game Plus. I was just... Basically, what I did is I beat it and I was curious to see, like, what people were saying about the secrets after I had finished it. And that was when I found out that there is a whole lot more to the game that I wasn't even expecting. There are puzzles that you can't solve until you get to New Game Plus and switch to first-person view. This game sounds like the journal of a crazy person. <laughs> no, it kind of is. The game, I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of cliche to say it, but like the game reminds me a lot of like Inception because there's like when you're going through these doors, like the way the map is laid out is almost like levels. Yeah. You know, like you're going through levels of I don't even know what. And so it's like you'll find a new world and it's like you just get like level after level deeper right. and further away from where you originally were. And looking at the map sometimes is kind of daunting. Um, Fezception. Yeah, yeah Fezception. And- well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's a good point. Like most games, you there's there's like the door that is the right way and the doors that are just, you know, a secret side, room, side yeah. doors. This, this game, there are like a dozen doors that are the right way. Well, and I think that's another part of the thing about the design too is like, it 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 because like like if you think about Mario like when you play Mario three everything's laid out on a two D plane that you can kind of go you know what I mean like when you look at the world map like you're you're kind of going up down left right but it's still a two D plane the Fez map is almost three D itself like the way it's set up like it's yeah kind of what Jeff was saying like there's not like a linear you're going through these doors to get through these doors to get through these doors it's just like this wide array of three dimensionally laid out levels. And and also the other they thing go, is that, they go all over the place. It's crazy. And the more you play it, there there'll be like warp, warp gates that you can get to. There are secret doors that jump you all around. So you could be like down one pathway, get, go through a jump uh, a warp gate, and jump back to the the central part. 
or go through a secret door and jump to some completely other random place. It's just... you know, I was I was in a forest level and I'm jumping around doing these forest things and there's this cabin sitting there. Yeah. And I jumped into the cabin, and what's cool about like about like rotating the the three dimensional view is like sometimes you'll go into a house, right? And you rotate it one way and you can see like the bookshelf, and you rotate it the other way and you'll see a fireplace. And then, like, you'll rotate it again, and you'll see another door you couldn't see when you first walked in. And then that might lead to, like, a secret passage behind the house that has, like, a treasure chest in it. Like, that's the kind of puzzles this game has. So it's like I went into this cabin, and I rotated all the way around, and there were no other doors. It was just red curtains, and there was kind of, like, a mysterious wind sound going on from outside the cabin. And I was like, oh, that's weird. This is a house with nothing in it. I don't know why they put this in the game. And when I stepped out, I was in a totally different world, (laughs) like, in a different part of the game. Yeah, and just walking through that house get, get, like takes you to the other area. Like the my favorite door is one that was in a tree, and and like I, I wasn't even expecting to find that that area. I was just like, oh, I, I hadn't noticed that before. I go in there, and there are like twenty new nodes on the map, like just by going through that door in the tree. And uh, one other one other quick example of the way that puzzles work in this game, just to kind of give you guys an example of the way these things work. There's one thing where I'm trying to you're trying to climb a ladder, and the ladder has like say I'm in there, say there's like three trees each with a ladder on it, and the ladders are at different heights, right? And I'm on and I'm on the lowest height, um, but the three trees are kind of laid out almost like the way they are in this podcast with our faces, right? When you rotate it suddenly all the ladders are joined together. Does that make sense? Like if you swivel it around, now all the ladders are one ladder and you're just climbing up the side of it. Right, but then when yeah. you rotate it again, now you're on a different part of the ladder at a different plane. Like it's, it's insane the way some of these puzzles work yeah, that, together. That's, that's, that's so, essentially, so essentially it's kind of like a 3D and yet it moves. It's been a while since I've played it and yet it moves, but I can kind of see that. I mean, that's the thing, like, Every time you rotate, you're still in a 2D world. So if, um, like if if in one view, right? But you, and, and yet it moves. You just move it 90 degrees or 180 degrees, like, mm-hmm. like this way, like right. on this plane, like on the X plane. I don't remember which one's which, but yeah, like <laughs> on the flat plane. Right. But in this one, you move it like in like the orbular plane, right? Like the horizontal. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think know. that's like so. What like some of the tricks to the puzzles are in one view, you'll have uh, vines that you can climb up that are like going up a wall diagonally. But if you rotate it to the left, you can just climb straight up. Even yeah. though, even though if right. you had been climbing in the other direction, you would have been like climbing diagonally across the entire wall. If yeah. you just rotate it to the left, you just climb up, and he, like, whatever is facing forward is what you can, what you can interact with. And that's actually the trick of, of a lot of the puzzles is that uh, by rotating it, you're changing whatever is on the 2D plane, which is actually really interesting. Like once you get the hang of it, the the other thing that I, like I read a little bit about the game and part of the idea behind it is that there's no enemies. There's no like dying doesn't actually penalize you. You just you fall. Yeah, you like immediately respawn back where you jumped from. And it's still challenging, though. Like, even with all that, with no enemies and with, like, no real penalty penalty for death, like, it still felt like it had stakes and challenges to it. I never felt like it was too easy, you know? Like, that, I feel like that's an achievement right there. Like, being able to pull off a game that was still interesting with, like, 
yeah, it's the anti-demon souls, and it's right. still it's yeah, they tough, and you want to keep playing. It's good. Yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and move on here in just a second. But uh, one thing I wanted to say about it, real quick, um, I, I kind of like Jeff. I didn't really know what to expect. I I wasn't really looking that forward to it because um, Anthony was saying this a little bit right before we started the cast. Um, Anthony, you were talking about like there's this kind of there's this, yeah there's you can say very it. pro indie vibe like sometimes like this is not taking away from the actual great games that exist that are indie games but i feel like there's a like sort of this large kind of community on the internet now that if something's indie they automatically think it's better and that you know there's all this like praise for everything that's indie now it's like the same like the, the people you know the hipsters who they only like indie rock and indie movies. They won't go see the Avengers or, you know, listen to Lady Gaga or anything like that. I feel like that has now come into video games yeah. and it's obnoxious. But yeah. this game is still, a, you know, the, the games are still good. Well, that's the thing. is like every now and then there's a game that's actually worthy of that kind of, you know. Right. Um, I thought Braid was I thought not Braid, worthy of it. Yeah, I thought Braid was, was over. I didn't enjoy Braid all that much. I thought I thought it was kind of clever, but then it got boring. Like, like I yeah. could appreciate like what was good about it but I, I it wasn't fun for me to play See, i had fun playing braid i just thought the the story part of it was kind of pretentious so i, I didn't care about any that's, of the writing but that's I, how, I enjoyed the gameplay i didn't enjoy the gameplay as much as i thought i would and i thought the story was pretentious yeah so, so but I, I i wanted to I so i was it. i was actually expecting to feel about fez the way i felt about braid just that it was like, okay, it's kind of this clever thing. It's got this little gameplay gimmick of the rotating. It's going to survive more on its art style than on its actual like, I, merit. I feel, I feel like Fez is refreshingly unpretentious, even though the yes. mu- the music is really – like the music is great. The art like style is great. Music, yeah. <laughs> I think you said it's unpretentious even though the music is great, as if well, like anything with great music <laughs> is just automatically pretentious. Well, but I mean, that's the thing. I feel like, you know, part of the, the presentation of these indie games is like, oh, we have this amazing composer who did our music. You know, you should love us because of that. Well, I mean, I, but I, I think it's one of the things that they can do, right? Because they can't spend a lot of money on, on like making the game look really pretty or making the game really epic. So what do they do? They have to do quirky mechanics and they have to do like a fun, memorable soundtrack, mm-hmm. right? Because that's stuff that they can do within budget. Yeah, if you've got a talented composer, you don't need many to make him make good music. I would you actually know what argue- game has a terrible soundtrack? <laughs> Trials Evolution. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need a good soundtrack. It has a terrible Eddie. soundtrack. So come on, Eddie. Is it, is it dubstep? No, it, it's. I wish you I could. You don't need a soundtrack. It's, it's terrible. You throwing your controller at your screen. Did you guys see my tweet last week or this week about dubstep? Yes. No. Yeah, yes. you're like only a couple seconds away from hearing dubstep at any time. At any time. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it just happens. Like, I'm watching TV and it's just like, oh, I'm watching the. Oh, dubstep. Like, out of nowhere. Sorry, my, go. My, my favorite dubstep commercial is the cereal commercial. There's like a British cereal commercial where it's like a little girl is just like, whoop, 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 because cereal is great. That was. That, was that, really mu- good. that must yeah. have been the pitch for it. <laughs> <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm trying to find a sample of the intro song of Trials Evolution. Yeah, here it is. It's pretty terrible. So so I feel like the, the reason that indie games, like, as a rule, seem to have more memorable music is that from a sensory standpoint, you're going to, like, f- even if the graphics aren't that amazing or if there's not that original gameplay, I feel like we remember great music more than we remember anything else. 
you know, I bought the soundtrack for Fez. It's five dollars on Bandcamp. I bought it. Well, you so, know, you I might mean, be honest something there because you know how we we talked before about how the old Auto school games that we played. Yep. You know, like yeah, the the, the the Super Nintendo and Nintendo games, like you know, like the music's better than the games that we hear today and everything. Is that maybe because we're not being we're not we weren't being as stimulated visually as we are now, mm-hmm. and so maybe like because there was a study that came out today that says porn shuts down certain parts of your brain because you're you're focusing on certain things you know visually so your brain doesn't need the rest of it do you mean uh, boobs and so maybe there's something to that or maybe just the music is better and i'm fixed yeah. too no no i think that's val- maybe like, i shouldn't click on every headline that has porn in the title <laughs> well no i think yeah, it kind of sound like you were imitating the trials menu music where you're like boobs <laughs> i like well, boobs. Well, you know I, this, I, I is, think, this I is the worst song by the way that's okay, the song when you way. start up the that's game pretty that's pretty fucking terrible it's so awful <laughs> so Keep so going. look look in the the podcast notes for the awful song <laughs> Eddie, oh no that's that, that's the fucking worst that song or the final fantasy 13 2 metal ball song um, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two Metal Song. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, well, yeah I no, think you, this one's trying to be there. Bad. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And there's I a know. high standard for Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, but yeah, like, I, yeah, like Sonic is a blue b- blur going along the screen. So like when you hear something from, uh, you know, Marble Garden or whatever, was that what the level was? Yeah, you can focus uh, on the Marble Zone. Or, yeah. Marble yeah. Zone, yeah. But yeah, you you focus on the music or like that. You remember you sent me that rock thing? It was like the guy doing like the rock medley of, and he did like yes. sixty fucking songs or whatever. Oh, have you guys seen this? The, when he did the ice level in Sonic, like ch- chills, like because that song is so fucking good. But it's like, yeah, like that's I associate a lot of what I love about song or about about games when I was a kid with the music, right? Right. This guy does. We'll have to put in the podcast notes. Also, this guy does one man, and he does what is it? Thirty-four video game songs, and he's playing every instrument. Just flip mm-hmm. through it, and you'll see. Raina, you'll get the idea. I think that you posted this guy's like Wind Waker medley at one point. Did he? Is he the one that did the Wind Waker one? Yeah, it's the same guy. But yeah, he's got like Star Fox, like Chrono Trigger. Halo, and he's playing every single instrument. Except for the drums. Yes. That's a different guy. It's some ripped dude. Yeah. It's me, actually. Oh, cool. You know, just getting swole. Just getting swole. We're having a good conversation about the music, but would it be okay to switch gears to Trials Evolution? Talk about Trials Evolution and why it kept you up so late that you we're barely awake at work today. Even though it has the worst intro song ever go. <laughs> yes, ever. Uh, Trials Evolution, I started playing this last night. Uh, Trials HD has been out on the 360 for a while now, and I knew that there were people that loved it, but I, I never had any idea what the game was. Like, Jace was one of those. He yeah. loved Trials. Like yeah. I just knew that people liked it a lot. I, I literally had no idea that it was motorcycles until like last week. I always got it confused <laughs> with Tribes. Yes, yeah, I always did too. <laughs> Which is a totally different game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, I always got it. I always got it mixed up too. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen um, kind of some of the gameplay. Trials Evolution like actually ups the ante a little bit. I just linked that the trailer if you wanted to watch like a couple seconds of it. But um, God, so many links. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's so many. There's dubstep and rock. Medleys. So it's kind of like a two and a half D platformer slash racing game. And so you're riding this motorcycle around, and it's a physics. It's a physics game. And so the, all you're doing is you're braking or you're accelerating and you're leaning forward or leaning backward. 
And, and if you've ever and if you ever played Excite Bike as a kid, that's instantly where your mind goes yeah. and when so you first load it up. So basically, I I played so much Excite Bike when I was a kid. I did too. I did um, too. So basically, it's Excite Bike with pretty awesome graphics, and it's like Excite Bike meets Little Big Planet oh. because because they're packaged in the game. There's this pro level editor that gives people like all kinds of tools. Like people have made Marble Madness games with it with the level oh editor. fuck are you serious yeah and look at this here's that That's here's awesome. here's a link right here this is a limbo level that was made with the level editor i feel like we should put all of these in the show notes yeah we're gonna have to <laughs> but yeah flip to like 30 seconds into that it's a limbo level made with the level editor with the spider in it yes uh, is this car bones yeah oh yeah no this is the thing where they played yeah yeah, yeah. they played with the uh with the, the with, devs. Yeah, with the devs. Holy shit, that's like Limbo. Isn't that awesome? Oh, wow. But yeah, so that's so that's what this game is. So like, not only is it like really great races and like the physics are really fun and and all that, but it, it also has like this level editor component. So it's going to keep churning out like limitless content pretty much that people are doing. And it's a $15 um, downloadable it's a $15 game. It's a $15 downloadable game. Um, so last night I, like I played that's it. The le- that's the limit right there, right? Like that's fifteen dollar downloadable game. It's like you should probably purchase if it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, so I played it last night until about two a.m. And here's the other addictive thing about it. You know how like racing games have ghosts and stuff. Um, yes. This also has ghosts, but they're represented. They're not like you don't see their motorcycles. They're just represented by a dot with your friend's name on it. And they they put whoever on your friends list has played the track. They have a dot riding along next to you. Like no matter what, so it's pretty cool because it's like you'll just jump into a track, and I'll see four four names of my friends there too, and I'm like, oh god, they've already played this. And oh, there's that asshole Eddie beating me again. Yeah, so it it brings that like high score component into the game too, and almost like it's very Geometry Wars. It has like that kind of vibe. Mm. Um, and so like half the game, like I've spent so much time like before. The reason I was late into the podcast is because one of my good friends. Um, was playing it, and then I just went through and I wanted to beat all of his times for one of the one of the race sets, and I did it. And I texted him. I was like, "Check your races, son." And then he texted back like twenty minutes later and said, "Okay, beat all your times." Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. That's old school. That's yeah. like good. That's like getting the high score high score at the arcade, and then you got to go back. Yeah, he texted back all five. Come at me, bro. And so, <laughs> see, Eddie. So, Eddie, I have a bone to pick with you because that's two downloadable titles you've sold me on in like the last week. First Fez, <laughs> now fucking Trials Evolution. That's thirty. That's thirty dollars. Better than spending sixty. Well, here's the thing: like game. between Journey, Fez, and Trials Evolution, that's forty bucks for three games that are three actually like really awesome. Like Trials Evolution, like maybe I'll, maybe this will fade. This will probably fade a little bit, like a month or now, month month or so from now. But I'm I'm really addicted to it. And it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna have keep having like all kinds of content. It's got a multiplayer mode I haven't even d- dove into, and it's also got four player local co op. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm tempted to try that out, even though racing games are my kryptonite because I suck at racing games. <laughs> it's difficult, and a game that I actually think it 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 reminds me of a lot is Sonic. Hmm. Like, imagine Shut Sonic up. the Hedgehog with like physics. Nick just because Nick, that... Nick just bought it. Like, the I, thing... ju- I actually just clicked. I just threw yeah. money at my monitor, but it didn't take it. Because you know, I'm how, like Sonic Xbox.com right now to see if I can buy it. Because you know, how part of Sonic is like seeing how fast you can kind of get up and go and like finding that flow 
to like yeah. really dig in and that's what trials is like there's some levels that's that are flow that's it that's yeah. everything about sonic now there are some levels that are more about the tricks and like you're you're having to like modulate your speed and not go very fast but then some of the levels are just about like nailing that flow and like get going as fast as possible without going too fast or you lose it's it. kind of like it's kind of like the tiny wings game right it's all about like that getting that perfect rhythm yeah don't play Tiny Wings. So, yeah, it's no, like Sonic, so it has blast processing is what you're saying. Yes, it yes. has blast processing. Yes. That is awesome. Best marketing ever. But yeah, and so like here's another, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm like, there's so many links that I've sent now, but like here's another example from the Revision 3 thing where they played with the devs. If you skip like 30 seconds into it or whatever, it's You're it's the not one as, who's going to have to... Uh, oh, yeah. reference all these yeah, it's, you're writing this post city i'm not doing it okay <laughs> but look at if you look at like 30 seconds in here this is an example of a level that that someone made that's not a speed level but it's more about like just trying to get those tricks and like deal with the perception changes that the map is doing so i just went ahead and bought trials evolution <laughs> so eddie i am going to destroy every single one of your times in retribution for this <laughs> Yeah, and Nick, I don't know if you saw, but like me and Zach Miner from Revision Three were trash, like talk, talking a little bit of trash because like I tweeted at him and I was like, I stayed up till two a.m. beating your ghosts, and of course he's a lot further in the game than me, so he tweeted back like, "Nice try, come back at me when you're out of like the piddly like D and C licenses, you know, like when you get up yeah. to the higher ones." But then he went through and beat all of my times after I tweeted him that. See, this is the thing, though. This is like when you stayed up and you played Gran Turismo yes. until 4 a.m. because you had to beat your ghost. And you couldn't beat it, and then finally you did at like 4 a.m. and then you went to bed exhausted. But it was worth it. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like this is, this is like. So the last time I had something like this was like on the PlayStation 2 days with like Hot Shots Golf 3. My brother and I both had it. And so like one time during the summer, I literally called him at 3 in the morning and said, I just got a 250-yard chip-in eagle motherfucker beat that. And like, <laughs> and that was his message the next morning. <laughs> this sounds good. I may have to... Uh, I'm, in, uh, I'm too deep into Xenoblade, but I want to play this. Uh, I feel like since there's a, since there's like a local co-op, I feel like, uh, or local local versus or whatever, I feel like we should, uh, whenever Gamer Sushi Weekend 2 yes. happens, we need to all do a little round of this. I feel like some friendships may end. <laughs> yeah. I feel like some friendships already ended after last week. I'm just <laughs> so, yeah, Nick, you weren't here earlier. It was it was tense again. Yeah, I I don't know. I leave for like a like a what? I've been gone for about a month now, a month and a half. I think I looked, and then last the last cast I was on was a month and a half ago. I leave for a month and a half, and like the podcast falls apart. Did you listen to last week's game and how terrible it was? <laughs> like you just yelled at each other the entire time. <laughs> It's because we hate. Obviously. But we the editing was good, right? The editing was good? <laughs> yes, the editing was good. You, you managed to cut out some of the hate. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so, so Trials Evolution, everybody go buy it. Yeah, I'm like done. I'm dying. Like as soon as we're done on the podcast, like I I want to go. Like I'm so upset that my friend like went and beat my times. And the thing is, these are the lowest tier races. Like there's um there's something I want to I want to say there's there's got to be close to 100 tracks in the game or something like that that just come with the game. You know, that's and a hell of a lot of content for for There's yeah. a lot of content. So is this, it's like getting your S license? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's very it's very much like Grand Turismo cuz it's like you get your D license and then there's like five tracks and you get your C license and there's like eight tracks. Um so he went and beat all my D license tracks after I beat his. 
So now I got to go back and, and tweak them a little bit um, and do that. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like I'm, I'm like, I came home today for lunch, like to have lunch with my wife, but also to play <laughs> about 15, 20 minutes of trial. Oh, you came home to have lunch with me. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Just, you know, turn on the Xbox, Scarf, right? scarf down the sandwich. I got to play. I Go. Are you a combination of already. plan and an Excite bike? No, get out. <laughs> Sorry, pregnant are, wife. Are, need to play video yeah, game. Are, yeah, is the baby coming right now? Then shut up and eat your sandwich. I have to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing about watching Tara Longest and uh, Anthony Carbone. Well, her name is Tara Long. That's Long, her. Whatever. Tara Longest Long. is her. Twitter. Yes. Fine, whatever. Twitter. I made up things. She's she's the longest Terra. Terra longest Terra. Anyway, watching watching them play it, I'm just like, I'm gonna crash just as much. Like I know all the misogynist commenters on YouTube are just like, girls can't play video games. I'm just like, dude, I'm gonna crash that much when I play it. <laughs> What's funny is she handed off to confirm Jeff is a girl. She handed it off to Carboni and he crashed like just as much. And yeah. the and the um the mind bending one that I sent you guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I didn't want to get really sucked in. It looks but tough. I downloaded. I mean, it looks yeah, tough, it man. is tough. Um, I downloaded the demo last night, and and I posted about this today that like you know everyone's kind of at this barrier of entry for price, and I was like fifteen bucks. Like I was looking for reasons not to want to like the game because I was, like for some reason in my head fifteen bucks is too much for a digital game, um, and so I was looking for reasons not to like it. And within like ten minutes, I paid the full price. I did. It was like my second race, and I was like, and I restart. I immediately restarted the race as soon as I saw that the ghost like beat me by like a second. And I immediately restarted the race, and I was like, okay, I need to buy this. Oh man, I the yeah. Days of Mario Kart sixty four when you like try yes. to beat your beat, beat your ghost, and if the minute you messed up on the first turn, you'd be like start over. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's all I. Yep. That's all I'm thinking about is Gran Turismo and racing your ghost, and if like, yeah, if you miss one turn, restart it. Yeah, Re- restart it. And like to watch, I've actually watched somebody do this before, and it's like the most painful thing to watch somebody just like just fail over yeah. and over and yeah. over for hours. It's so awful to watch. Yeah, Jen, Jen was watching. Jen was watching me play earlier and was just laughing because some of the some of the crashes are hilarious, and uh, she was just laughing at me, wiping out and smashing my face on things, trying to like <laughs> beat these times. Yeah. yeah, I look forward to it. I'll probably buy it. I, I am I just, am just buy it. I I'm seventy five percent there to buying it. I, I want to play the. I'll, I may break down and get it this week. I'm going to play the demo. Like I, that's the thing. I also kind of want to buy closure. So I'm trying to prioritize like what I want to buy. See, the nice thing is with my leftover Microsoft points, I can buy Spectre packs and Mass Effect Three multiplayer. Yeah, what can you this buy in, in in multiplayer for seventy five points? Because I've got these seventy five points just like hanging out. I've got 80. I think I'm you, like, I think you can buy a veteran used. pack. A veteran pack is 60, I think. I may have to do that. I, I have you know, to, 15 okay, points so, to so, find a random avatar item to spend on. So, so to change text there, uh, Mass Effect 3 is the first game where I'm, I've been like willing to jump into public multiplayer and just to play some. Yeah, I was shocked when you sent the email saying that you played with like 13-year-olds. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was just because you were drunk. It may, it's half and half. That sounds so bad. <laughs> a little yeah. column A, a little it's column B. Because yeah, I was no. drunk. <laughs> no, I, 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 was, I was just hanging out, killing time before the podcast, and I was just like, all right, I'll play some multiplayer and, and, and do some public matches because everybody else was busy. The very first match I did was a bronze match, and nobody was talking, and it was fine. We, we did perfectly well. We, we finished the, the match. It was good. 
I didn't realize I had set my settings so that it was alternating between all possible levels. So I think what ended up happening was the one where I had people talking and they were clearly 13 year olds and they were swearing at me. It was probably a silver or gold because I kept getting murdered. Mm. Like it, it was just awful. So it was See, a comp- Jeff, like your requirement oh. for multiplayer games sounds like one of those weird Craigslist ads. It's like looking for three to four people to play multiplayer. Do not look at me. Do not talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like I actually had a perfectly good time the first time I played on bronze with people that I could not hear talking. <laughs> what did they say to you when, when they were yelling at you? What did they say? Uh, they actually made fun of my because uh, I have an Asari, uh, not the Justicara, but the the other Asari. Anyway, so my Asari is like pink, and he was like, "Oh, nice cotton candy look." And I was just like, "All right, I, derogatory." <laughs> I love little kid insults. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, okay, that's great. And and you know, I was saying like the other funny thing was I was telling them about the strategy that we always use. It was the map uh, that we liked in the demo, where you always go into that one. Uh, the taxi cab stand, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just like, I was just like, hey, guys, we should go over and stand here. He's like, oh, that's camping, man. I'm like, who gives a shit? It's well, artificial intelligence. The, AI, <laughs> the AI isn't going to pitch about, excuse me, you're camping. Yeah, no, seriously. So he Quit defending your objective. It's a cover-based shooter. Yeah, so what the, inevitably oh, within like a wave or two after that, we all died. And the other thing I was wondering about is like, I'm not sure, like, if you get kicked from something, does it tell the, tell you that you got kicked, or does it just say that you had net, network problems? Because no, I like, think that you think they kicked you. I, it's hard to tell. I don't know. Yeah, it tells you if you got kicked. Okay, it does I've tell been, you. I've if been you got kicked, kicked a couple times. Okay, because I was like, you know what? I I don't think I did anything that would get me kicked, other than like you know not winning or pink <laughs> or being pink. But yeah, uh, I've never had connectivity issues with the private matches we played, but I had a lot of issues with the public matches tonight. Huh. Yeah, well, I, last I, night I couldn't even connect to EA online or whatever. So maybe they're having network problems in general. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I waited for like Krogan, ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, my Krogan Battlemaster, a kind of bright purple slash neon pink. Dude, and, uh, dude, my I got, I got, I got a Krogan. Great. I got a Krogan. I got a level twenty Krogan Battlemaster from the Resurgence pack. That is the only thing that I'm sad about. My Resurgence, my my victory pack gave me a level five Batarian soldier. Batarian Sorry, soldier. I didn't mean to laugh at you. <laughs> yes, you did. Weren't the Batarians? Weren't the Batarians like wiped out? Like, aren't they like? Isn't the race like basically dead for the most basically, part? Basically, yeah. yeah they've yeah. got like a they, fleet. A lot of them got killed. But I heard the, like Batari- really the Batarians sad. are good in um, in multiplayer. I think the Batarian's a good sniper and a good. Is he a sentinel? The Batarian sentinel is what people are using because you have that like attack where you can like trap people in place. Yes. Yeah, that attack is pretty sweet. Yeah. So the the soldier the has like, anything anything that is crowd control in in any sort of multiplayer environment. Anything that's crowd control is like the most important thing you yeah. can do. Yeah. Listen, no, no, you no. don't need crowd control if you have more than two Krogan vanguards. Listen, my Krogan Battlemaster was ridiculous. He was a one man army last night. Like he was running around because you put all your points in biotic charge, which um, once you get a when you do a successful biotic charge. It's like your melees get more powerful, but then you also, when you get a melee kill, they go into rage. So their melees... barriers recharge 100%. Yeah, and then their melee takes off like 95% extra damage. So I'm just running around melee. You don't even need a gun. Like, I'm running around melee, like, headbutting everything. Like, I could take a brute one-on-one with, like, no issues. And I, 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 I could kill an Atlas almost by myself if the Atlas couldn't kill you in one hit. 
if you get too mm. close. So you need someone to kind of kite it a little bit <laughs> while you just run around headbutting it. But yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying about crowd control, though. I feel like the, the nice thing about Asari's is the their melee move clears like clears out everybody around you and if you have ugh, is it a nah. anyway I, I have stasis that's handy anybody with stasis is really handy yeah. yep stasis is good uh singularity is good mm-hmm. uh especially if you have this the stasis that because there's a level of stasis where if you get it high enough, anybody that walks into the bubble gets gets grabbed. Like, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. low levels, it just gra- it just stops like the one person you aim it at. But like if you level it up all the way, it turns it into just the bubble that grabs everybody that walks through it. All right. Well, now that we've talked about those games, we should probably go ahead and move on to game time. Game time. This week we are playing buy or sell. So this is fun because I haven't uh, gotten to do the game in a while. So yay, exciting! Hooray! Yay! He's back so, in his rightful place. Yeah, I guess so. So uh, this week, our first topic—we're going to jump right in here. Our first topic is going to be about the Halo movie game. Movie game? Game movie. The Halo game movie. Okay. The movie games. The movie pictures. <laughs> movie games. Uh, there was there was an article that came out that essentially talked about why why it failed why why the Halo movie failed. So we're gonna start with Eddie. Buy or sell Microsoft actually getting this Halo movie done at any point? It can I mean it could be like the Doom movie where it's like twenty years down the road and nobody gives a shit about it. But buy or sell that it will happen one day. I say buy that at some point it would happen, but I am actually very leaning towards sell. <laughs> Mitch. Bye. Sexual. Anthony. Bye. Jeff. So I would say buy that it happens and sell that it would that it would actually be good. Jeff, that's not how you play this game. We Quit could have done we could rules. have done buy or sell in the next ten years, yeah. and I would sell on that. Sell yeah, absolutely yeah. sell. Ooh. Well now I want to hear it. Would or anybody, buy, or would anybody while, buy? Or buy or sell while Halo's still relevant? Would would anyone buy uh next ten years? I, no. Okay, I would buy. I would buy uh, next ten years, but I, I think. Okay, I, I would buy next ten years with a caveat. I, I think they'll miss relevancy, though. Like I think yes. they've already missed relevancy. Yes. Yeah, the the big fervor is kind of died down. If it came out, even if it came out today, it would still it'd be a big deal, but it wouldn't be as big a deal, you know. Yeah, like, I feel like around Halo Three was the perfect time yes. to hit with that movie. Um, I would buy that if they did an animated film in the next 10 years, like a computer animated film. A live action film, no. Interesting. Here's my After reading that like article. a good animated film, not big, Halo Legends. Yeah, the big hang-up that they had the whole time was that Microsoft wanted more of the profits. And you can't get more of the profits when you're sharing them with Fox, when you're sharing them with Universal, when you're sharing them with Peter Jackson. You know what I mean? Like you, and, and they didn't want to front any of the cost. My question is, if Microsoft, and one of the first comments mentioned this too, if Microsoft had like $4 billion to buy Skype, and this is a company that's got like 40 or $50 billion sitting around, like, why can't they marvel at a company that was bankrupt just a few years back? And like, they got I don't bought by Disney, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I don't understand why a company like Microsoft, and we talked about this before with Sony too, like, why isn't, Sony has no excuse for not having done this, because they own Columbia Pictures, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Sony Pictures now. Yeah, yeah, Sony Pictures now. That's right. Like, um, it, I don't understand why Microsoft can't set up its own thing and then just leverage its most popular 
things. Property, yeah, it could be still the control everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like Marvel's you know. done. Yeah, I, I, I don't see why they don't do that. They've got plenty of things that they could do. You know, you could turn make oh look a fable TV show now. You know, I mean, they could do all kinds of crap. Well, I, mean, I feel like, like I feel like three four three industries was a step towards that, but they're moving kind of slow for that. If that yeah. sort of thing is their plan, yeah, and and I think that was always Marvel's hang up, right? Is that they couldn't control more about what the studios did, and they they also they wanted to do an Avengers type thing, and you couldn't yeah. do that. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, ultimately this, this, this they like, this. like the thing about Marvel is that they built themselves up enough that they were worth buying by someone else. You know, like they they couldn't necessarily stand on their own for that long, but they they made something worthwhile that Disney was like, yeah, we'll buy you, and we'll we'll make more Marvel movies. Like they they did just enough to to be worth buying. So, I mean, maybe well, I they, mean, they could even do what George Lucas did: just set up your own company, front front the budget yourself, and just you know pay one of these movie studios like like George Lucas did to distribute your movie. I think you know? the real problem is that, like, my impression from the article is that they weren't. That was also to... a different time. But... Yeah. Well, that, yeah. there's that. I mean, but... he did that with the, you know, the uh, the prequels. Yeah, but after that, he but he was already George Lucas at that yeah. point. Well, well, they're Microsoft. Microsoft. Think, yeah, that's think... the thing. They're Microsoft. Like, they can't front like two hundred fifty million dollars to make a Halo movie. They'd make that back easily. You know, you cut in, you know, Fox on like merchandising deals or some other bullshit. Boom. Mm-hmm. That was actually yep, my red flag. Was that reading the article that Microsoft wasn't willing to front the money? Yeah, like that I was. Actually, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Then you can really have control over the the script, and and you know, then you could tell Peter Jackson because you're the one paying him. Yeah, uh, no, we don't want to do that. Yeah, mm. I, and and really, and in my mind, Sony has no excuse at all for not having done this. Like, can you imagine if like if either of them had done it? Like, if, if Microsoft had done it a few years ago. Because now the people are talking about a Bioshock movie and a Mass Effect movie. Like, if Microsoft had set this up, they could have how they could have solidified that deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and said like, "Hey, we want to make the Mass Effect movie." So, you know what so I mean? Like, we thing, want to the make thing, the Bioshock. The movie. thing about the the Mass Effect movie that I think would might be more doable is that even with, like, so it's it's a science fiction setting with obviously lots of special effects and creatures, but you could pull it off at and the lens movie. flare. But you you could pull it off at a PG-13 rating. The problem with Bioshock was that it's all that kind of stuff, and it had would have to be an R rating. That's literally like for the budget that the director wanted. It was the guy uh, Gore Verbinski who directed the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and a couple other The Ring. Yeah, The Ring and uh, a couple other things. Uh, He wanted like so uh, a, a decent budget to do it well, but he also wanted it to be an R-rated movie, and that's the problem with video game movies is that they have to be PG-13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like well, just from which is well, which is which is funny though because a lot of them are rated, shouldn't be allowed to be bought by 13-year-olds anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that like they're all these kind of like 17, you know, mature-rated games that would just never... make a mature-rated movie because you're not supposed to be able to sell them to minors anyway. But yeah, they would never like I I almost feel like they would they will never make a video game movie. Well, okay, is Doom PG-13 or is it R? I think it's I'm R. Pretty sure that's R. Yeah. I mean, was nobody it? like uh, they'll probably point to Doom and be like, "Oh, nobody saw Doom because it was R." Cuz it sucked. No, they'll look at it and they'll be like, "Oh, obviously it failed because it was R-rated, not that it was, you know, 10 years too late and sucked." <laughs> Never yeah. mind that. Something else too, and I think it I talked about this on a podcast. Years. I think I talked about this on a podcast a long time ago. Something else, and it's just funny like 
like yes, like you can you want like I see the appeal of wanting to get something in the box office, but why not spend a fraction of that? You've already got a distribution network in Xbox Live. You know what I mean? Like, why not spend a fraction of that and make some kind of Halo movie that you can distribute on Xbox Live for, you know, a few bucks? Right. Because people would pay it. Just sort of like a, a not exactly a web series, but sort of a, a digital yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've... they've yeah, sort make of... it in the style of, like, the Landfall series that Neil Blomkamp did before even, Halo 3 came yeah, out. Yeah. Even, or just, or Dude in the Halo engine, even. People would probably buy it. Hmm. You know? And then you can keep costs way down. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. You've already got your distribution. I want to bring something up real quick. Did you guys okay. see the news a few weeks ago of the Assassin's Creed movie, how Ubisoft was trying to get that made, but apparently like, they ended up like not talking to any of the studios about it because the studios didn't want to play by Ubisoft's rules that they set out for the movie? They oh, want really? to see that? Yeah, yeah I heard it about just- it. Yeah, it was just kind of a similar thing. thing. Like they, yeah, they couldn't shop around the Assassin's Creed movie because nobody wanted to make it the way that Ubisoft wanted to be made. So I don't know. Like maybe just video games aren't fit for movie adaptions if the developers have control. I I feel like developers don't have the. I don't know if it's the like maybe not the clout, but like I look at a video game and I don't think oh yeah I'm going to trust you to know what you're talking about as far as like making a movie like that that's not my my immediate thought and maybe that's just prejudice on my part but like I don't think of a of a de- move like a game developer as being able to tell a story worthy of a movie right now if I was Hollywood I would look at some of these you know video game stories and just the way they are or whatever and I'd be like oh and you're going to tell us how to make a fucking movie you know so I, mean, I, I I get their condensation, 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 <laughs> condensation. Uh, sorry, it's late here. I get their condescension, but like you know, at the same time, these these guys like they're familiar with their own property. So I, I get you know certain things. Couldn't you just pay somebody to like write a script yourself, or like you know? To that, but that's what Microsoft did. Same? That that's what my, they paid. Yeah, Alex they paid. Co- a million dollars to write the script. Yeah, they paid right. Alec, well, I mean, Yeah, they paid well, Alex Garland that, to write a spec script before they even had a deal, which is actually No, no, I know. I read the article. I'm yeah. saying, that was that wasn't their problem. Their problem was the sharing of the profits and everything. They didn't want to back down. But Ubisoft could do something similar to that. I didn't read the article, so I don't know what Ubisoft's issue was if that was it specifically. But they could write a script and then, you know, sell that script. If Microsoft started a game studio, Ubisoft could just go to them and say, "Hey, let's make this game. Let's make this movie." Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the next topic. The next topic is uh, was posted on Valve's blog by, let's see, who, who is this guy? Does Michael this guy Abash. Have a name? Michael Labash. Abash. Michael Abrash. Abrash. Abrash, oh, God. That ass. Michael, uh, Michael that ass. <laughs> um, and he talks about, uh, he talks a little bit about his history and how he worked, uh, or he he was hanging out with uh, with John Carmack at id Software and, and whatnot. But he talks about the future of computing and where he thinks it's going. And he looks at, like, you know, we have laptops and we have phones now and, like, we're, you know, computers are in our pockets. And he sees that eventually we're going to be wearing computers. Uh, he mentions contacts and eyeglasses. And he kind of, I guess the way he, he almost describes it is of, uh, he says, Terminator vision. Um, it's kind of the, um, what is the, what's the, uh, what's the, what's the term for 
like when you when you look at stuff on your phone and it has data. Uh, augmented reality. Augmented reality. Yeah. Thank I was going to say heads up display. No, uh, augmented reality. Cybernetic um, organism. And how about how it all started with Snow Crash, which is a, a really great uh, cyberpunk book. Yeah, if, if you guys F. haven't Neil read, Stephenson. yeah, if you haven't read Snow Crash by Neil Stephenson, it's absolutely it's still worth Stephenson. reading. And yeah. by about a uh, about a pizza delivery driver named Hero Protagonist. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he talks about how like this is the future, and he says it's not that far away. I think he says like ten or fifteen years away. He thinks to where we're essentially just wearing computers, and we're all uh, we're all cyborgs. Okay, we'll buy or sell for you wearable computing for Mitch. Buy or buy. sell that you're that Mitch is into that. I'm fucking buying that shit. <laughs> Anthony, are you buying wearable computing? No. Are you dropping I'm that? Selling. I'm selling that. Man, you know how fucking hard it is to get a contact lens already in? I don't Jeff. need a goddamn computer chip. Going buy, down or the sell, man. buy or sell, Anthony. Sell. Sell. Yes. Eddie, buy or sell being a cyborg? Sell. Okay, Mitch is obviously the only person with balls. Mitch, why do you want to be a cyborg? Go. He's not human be- already. Yeah, I'm Canadian, so obviously, like, of course, my body is just snow. So <laughs> turn the turn the rest of the maple syrup. Yeah, turn the rest into computing, and you you'd have an army of abominable snow cyborgs. No, I just think it'd be awesome. Like, what what was that Google Glass thing a couple weeks Google ago? Glass, yeah, the Google right? Glasses were yeah. a load of horseshit, man. Well, yeah, you know, those are pretty lame. But that's like that's like that's, that's like, like a, that's like a stepping stone, man. That's, that's just like, like their imagination department, like their Imagineer yeah. department, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's, like, that's like Google's dreamatorium. But why? You know? yeah. Like Troy and Abed came that? in. Why do I need that? What do I need? I don't. Why do I need to look at a building and have it tell me all these things about it? Like if I want to know them, I will find it. Is that why you're selling wearable computers? I feel like like a codgy old man, but like I just don't. Uh, spend- like, look, we all played Deus Ex. It's not yeah. going to end well. Like, we don't need that. Like, there's no reason. To we never asked for this. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, Besides, maybe we're... you know, we'd all be watching porn constantly, like on the side of a building. <laughs> you know, like nothing would get done. Productivity would drop. It's bad. I mean, so that, that's the thing. Like, Eddie, you, you, you say it's sort of like maybe you're being a kaji old man. I kind of feel like that about... Uh, 3D movies sometimes like am I just being an old man like but I don't know you're not being an old man 3D movies are actually just horse shit nobody so so that's the thing like I don't think that 3D movies are actually more popular with younger people like the thing is I I think the only way that wearable computing ends up working is if it it works for a younger generation than us and, and they adopt it and like, As the youngest oh, yeah, person thing. on this cast, I verify this. Oh fuck! <laughs> Twenty-five motherfuckers. <laughs> no, Jeff's just right. Like it's about the three D thing. Like it worked really well with one movie, Avatar, and that was the most successful movie of all time. Also worked and, well with Hugo. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, and, and, and Hugo. But I mean, Avatar is the one that, because of Avatar, is why everything else got made. Um, not necessarily Hugo. That's probably gonna happen anyway. But like that's why like. Wrath of the Titans and then Harry Potter was suddenly in 3D and all that. But that you can't just apply that to everything and expect it to work. Nobody went to see Avatar because of the 3D. You know, they went to see Avatar with the 3D or they went to see Avatar and it just happened to be in 3D. Or like I, actually, I actually waited until Avatar was out on disc and watched it on Blu-ray in 2D. Yeah, and, and some people did that. But what I'm <laughs> saying is they all of Hollywood looked at Avatar and said, well, obviously people want 3D. No, that's not what happened. They, they're missing the point. 
Which is um, why they like 3D eyes Clash of the Titans, even though it was 2D. So it was like this really weird, like jacked up looking 3D. And I saw Clash of the Titans in 2D, and I still thought it sucked. So what kind of what kind of possible applications could wearable computing even have for like gaming? Like it's interesting that Valve is researching this. Yeah. See, that's the thing is I don't even know if like I don't even know if the idea of wearable computing. I mean, I don't even know, like, I, yeah, wearable computing, I guess, is, like, the step to eventually just we're going to have, like, implants, and then it's all going to be, like, cyberpunk. Well, you know, but, I actually think what's more likely is that more Bluetooth, essentially, like, so, so more things that are wireless that you that you wear, that I could actually see that being, ha- like... You could play a game Yeah, but none of those things, I think, like, none of those things, I think, are, like, gaming devices, no, though, no. like... So what, what, what is your input for that? Like, what, so, how do you how do you input how do you input? Well, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Anything. Like, there's there's no point if if we're talking about wear, wearable computing that only has one function, then I don't think that that will actually sell. Like, that's the the thing. This is the 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 way the whole industry is moving is that everything needs to have more than one function. So I've you know iPhones are great because they can play games, but they can also do productivity apps. I feel like wearable computing only works if it could be a heads-up display for a game and you can check your email on it and you can watch movies on it and all that other stuff all at once. Like, I, I feel like people will be disappointed in wearable computing if it isn't, you know, sort of a universal something. See, seriously, how do you input, how do you do, what is the input for that unless, like, yeah. like you're looking at something and thinking it? Like, I feel like that's, like, is it, you know what I mean? But like then that's, that's like a brain implant. Yes, exactly. And so I'm like, unless you're holding, like, some way to control it or input it, then that and that also to me defeats the purpose. Because then you're just because then why don't I just hold, why don't, and yeah, then why don't I just hold a phone instead that I can do it on like that? Whereas I'm wearing something on my head and I'm hold, holding a Wiimote, like you said. Yes, yeah, yeah, I look, think look, people I think, can't even fucking text and drive nowadays. <laughs> if you put a computer on their eyeball, oh shit. If yeah, if you let people watch movies on their glasses, people will just run into each other all the time. While yeah. watching porn, <laughs> yes, yeah, pretty much. The future, welcome to it. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to people with boners running into each other. Okay, so <laughs> sounds like my apartment. <laughs> hey, hey, how did he know that boners? This was the boner. <laughs> yeah, we 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 talked about boners within like a minute of the cast starting. Specifically, Anthony did. Oh wow! Yeah, I tried to say that he had erectile dysfunction. He's like, "Yep, it's up all the time." Oh, hey, you know, it's pretty it just good. Popped up again. The, the topic, the topic. I feel like you got a Hi. problem. So we're going to go <laughs> to the last, the last story. We're going to start with Anthony on this story. It's about Prey 2. It was posted on the site by one Mitch. By uh, Mitch, who just had a birthday. Did we talk about this on any of the other casts? No, nobody can. No, I talked about it last week, and uh, I said that Eddie would forget about my birthday, and the funny thing is he did. <laughs> You were you. We were talking on GChat, and you didn't mention it at all. <laughs> he was waiting. So, yeah. so Mitch, your birthday was on the twenty. When, when was it? I was a little. Six, it was on, on the sixteenth. I was a little preoccupied with the fact that I was at work because I didn't think I would be. I'm not, so, a, dude. I'm not accusing you. <laughs> well, That's let's let's birthday. hey, let's wish let's let's say happy birthday to Mitch. We don't have to sing it. We just have to be like, happy birthday, Mitch. Yay, Mitch. So, Mitch, so you're, you're, so Mitch turned you know? 25 on the 16th. I'm turning 30 25. on the 24th. So, Jeff is, turning, Jeff is turning dead. <laughs> Old cast. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Mitch posted this story, and it was about Prey 2. 
which is a sequel to the 2006 sci-fi FPS. Has it really been that long? Um, but uh, yeah, fun of my writing. <laughs> no, I know I like it because it, it has it. I, I didn't realize it had been that long either. But in the, uh, I mean, th- this isn't what we're playing. But I do think it's interesting that in the uh, in the press release that Bethesda sent out, they they essentially said development for of Prey Two has has not been canceled, but the game will not be released in in uh, 2012 because the game devs were smoking weed in the corner. Is essentially like what they were saying. Like the devs were just like fucking around, and we think that they suck, and uh, we're sorry. We apologize for them. That has to be the but, buggiest piece of shit if Bethesda's like, you can't release this. Right. So we're going to start with Anthony. Anthony, buy or sell Prey 2 actually being delayed instead of being canceled? I will sell that. Ooh. Jeff? Sell. <gasps> Eddie? Sell. I thought I was being controversial, you For the dicks. clean sweep, bitch. Bye. Oh, oh contrarian Canadian. I think I started with Mitch last time, too, but I... Well, we'll go with somebody else, and then I'll present my case Okay, let's go, uh, let's go with... Um, let's go with Anthony, since he started off the cell train. Anthony, go. <laughs> I Just based on that press release, uh, I don't know if it'll be worth their time and money to continue on. They were kind of being vague about... It, they're like, no, no, it will come out, but you know, we don't know when. And they were shitting all over the devs and everything. Like, I feel like they'll just cut their losses and, and say the hell with this. Because, I mean, from what I understand, I mean, who's really looking forward to Prey 2? I heard some good things about this, like, after E3, but at the same time, I heard that it needed a lot of work. Um, so, depending on who you ask, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's a clamor for this. Like, people are just waiting with their pre-orders or something like that, so... They'll probably just cut their losses and, and move on. Eddie? Yeah, I just think that once, now that, just because of the way some video game developers seem to work, I think that now that Bethesda's kind of called them out in this, like, statement, I just, I can't see them repairing, you know, like I said, it's just speculation, but I can see it not being like, like, if I was at a company and they did said did something like that for something that we were working on, it'd be like, uh, okay, why are we working on this? Do you think it's kind of telling that the first sentence of the press release was development of Prey 2 has not been canceled? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you feel like it's like, no, there's nothing. Like, like, why, like it's weird. Why couldn't they in the press conference just say, like, we delayed it? Because video game companies announce delays all the time. Mm. Oh, right. there was lots of reports coming out that it had been canceled. Like, people were even like, like, like the news story about the rumor. People on Gamasutra mm. in the comments were like, Oh, yeah, I've, I know people that work on this, and they say it's been canceled. I think the most telling thing about the press release is the tone, like the, the really di- dismissive, like negative tone about the developer. Like, what kind of marketing guy <laughs> is like, all right, let's shit all over the developer? Yeah. Like, that to me is is that if we got that that negative version filtered through marketing speak, then you know that there there is much, There was some ass reaming going on. Yeah, there is something much worse going on than that. So like if, if that is the most positive spin that they could come up with, then there is a problem. Well like right. why would they even bother continuing to make the game if there's that much of a problem? Like who's to say that they didn't just hand it off to a different studio that Bethesda owns and just says like, look, just crap this out in a year. Here's what the previous devs made. They're not working on it anymore because they weren't doing what we wanted them to. So here's what they made, you take it and run with it, and then just whatever you make, we'll put out next year, and that'll be the end of it. 
Like, because obviously if they wanted to cancel it, they just would have. So, so you're saying that you feel like they've sunk the cost. They're going to release some, like... Uh... Yeah, for lack of a better me- better metaphor, they're going down with the ship. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they, had, if they had wanted to say it's canceled, they would have just said it. Like, nobody would have blamed them for canceling Prey 2. Like Anthony said, like, who's waiting there with their Prey 2 pre-order? Like, Maybe there's the no hype... Just... There's no hype for this game as far as I know. Like, nobody I know is looking forward to it. So if it would have been more prudent for them to cancel it, I don't see them just cutting and running. Maybe the devs were so devastated by the Mass Effect 3 ending that they were just like, you know, we can't do this anymore, Bethesda. Guys, we need to add a fourth color for our ending. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, we had three colors too. Can we have purple too? Yeah, Nick, I was thinking purple. You want to start a game studio? I want candy. Let's do it. Cotton cotton candy. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, you know, if Bethesda really wanted to cancel the game, like, now was a great time to do it. Before, like, Dishonored hit. Or maybe they're just pushing it to make way for Dishonored. Maybe that's all they're doing. They didn't want to have two games that they're publishing released in the same window. Maybe they don't want the negative press since people were already saying that it was canceled, and maybe they'll wait a couple months and just quietly at E3 cancel it in the middle of all that stuff when no one's paying attention. Just to avoid. Yeah, I think more. it'll be very. I think it'll be very telling if, like, if E three comes around and there's no word of Prey two. Like, if Prey two just isn't at the show, you know. Well, I, I don't think it'll be I, at the either, show. Either way, I don't doubt that it will be. Like Bethesda's messaging says that like Prey two is not ready for anything. You like, don't even think they'll come out with like a demo, like a, like some like one level that's like kind of okay. No, we haven't even seen anything since a pre rendered trailer in like a year. I just think that by this point, they would have said we're canceling it or not. That's just my line. Does anybody else have any thoughts on this? Nar, dude. Nar. All right, well, with that, that is the end of the game. And the end of the podcast. Goosebumps every time. (laughs) I've missed that feeling. That's like like the old school. It's like fucking... It's like fucking Garrison Shepard getting back together and, and firing. There's no Shepard without Vicarian. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing the band back together. Eddie, you'll be on vocals. Nick, you're on guitar. Wait, wait, wait. There is one one thing before we end it. Eddie, you said some disparaging comments about Garris. Mitch, get him. Yeah, dude, Eddie, what the fuck, man? How and Eddie, I agreed with you, so actually you I'm don't with like you. Garris. Anthony, how come you don't like Garris? It's not that I don't like him. Well, I just, I big just deal. don't I don't understand the, the Garris mania. Like I get people liking Garris. I even get people loving Garris. I don't I don't understand why Garris is like to have Garris babies. Well like, it's it's it. it's just that Garris is like this like it's like well Garris, man. Garris. like I don't get that. Like that's never <laughs> like been Rex. I like Rex better. Yeah, like I Rex or Morden or Thane or like I can that understand everybody else. Talking about you guys Joker. just honestly aren't Garrus Bros. Apparently not. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to follow Gamer Sushi, we're twitter.com slash Gamer Sushi. You should rate and review us <laughs> on twitter.com slash Garrus Bros. Garrus Bros. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bros yeah. of Garrus. You should rate and review the cast on iTunes. You want to follow twitter.com slash Eddie Revis. I'm twitter.com slash Unsquare. Twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. Twitter.com slash MI7CH. And Twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. It's been a while. Yeah. Voltron yes. form or whatever it is. <laughs> yes. Vol- yeah. Voltron form. Earth. We form like Voltron. We have, points, there's points five of us, Jeff. too. There's, no, there's five of us, so we are like Voltron. Form like Voltron. Too. Or Captain Planet. Heart. He, yeah. That's Captain Planet. Too. Heart. He's our hero. 